is cooking. We are happy to hear from you. And we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. What would we do without good food, good fun, and good friendship? You know, I realized something. Hi, everybody, by the way. <laughs> I, I realized Hello, something as, as we were putting together the show today. It's not a cooking show. It's not demonstrating. It's actually cooking with friends. You guys are all our friends. We're friends. And you know what? It, I, I was so thinking cool. we could have the Hazelnuts Club. Do you want to start a club? you got to... Well, should we I, like give I t-shirts was, or well maybe but i was thinking of getting a sound of nuts pouring you know like nuts pouring i think you just did it container. i think that <laughs> and whoever contributes we could say you have just qualified now you are a member of the hazelnuts club <laughs> that's right prime shipping from amazon i gotta tell you guys this if if you can swing it uh-huh. this is so cool i ordered for the first time i've i've uh, not tried this but i ordered almond butter yum have you ever had it i have made it do you like it yes and you could make it in your vitamix okay all right i but i ordered it because i've never had it and oh. I, i'm gonna order it i just didn't have the nuts pardon the, it's great in smooth thighs i mean that's what alex <laughs> calls smoothies yes well <laughs> Prime shipping in my area, I'm, I'm in northern Minnesota, Prime will get it to me Sunday. I didn't know that. I didn't know they delivered on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. So I will have my nut butters. Let me tell you another thing that I discovered. Psyllium. Have you ever heard of psyllium? Yes, I have. It's in a lot of fiber products. Yes. Um, and my clock's it's going off. It's good for colon good. cleansing. <laughs> well, let me just tell you that um, I had discovered psyllium. I bought a jug of it like uh, three weeks ago and I've been putting it in my smooth eye, uh, smoothies <laughs> and I love it. It, it, it helps. Um, they say in, uh, I don't have any problem digesting food or, or, or having any food issues. Um, I did it to uh, balance my weight, actually, they say it helps to drop your weight and get fiber into your diet. Um, I've, I've heard from doctors who people have gone to gastroenterologist gastroenterologist well i can't say that word i'm glad i've got an educated supercalifragilistic <laughs> educated people just like <laughs> awe me you know uh anyway the stomach doctor <laughs> and she loved they love psyllium uh mm, they, they yeah think, they think people should should use it because it's like fiber. a broom right it yes sweeps it is out but, your intestines yep and I realize this is a cooking show, <laughs> but um, anyway, they will get it to me, psyllium and my nut butter, almond butter, um, like within a day and a half. And that's just insane. I know it. Are you having drones delivered? Uh, I've heard they're doing this. I don't, I don't know. I'd be afraid. I'd like, are they going to hit me or are they going to, they probably don't, but how strange. Maybe they'll pick us up. Well, we should up. be. We should be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Here we go again. <laughs> 
we've been talking about something I heard about last week. I got a call actually on Easter Sunday. Lynn Heddle called me when I was cooking the turkey and all kinds of stuff. And she started talking to me about bone broth. Oh, yeah. So thank you for mentioning this because ah. it slipped my mind. <laughs> So I started looking it up, and it had it on the stove, and it had it in a slow cooker. Now, Lynn told me, and Randy, I wonder if you have looked into this more in terms of um, how you cook it, because Lynn first said it's cooked for four days. Have you heard of this? The longest I've ever heard of is like 20 to 24 hours, so I haven't heard the four-day thing. I, I think the way I would, if I were to cook it in my in my slow cooker, it would. I, I think it would burn, really. Well, you keep, you add enough water. Oh, do you? Yes, you okay. do. You add water and you add your, okay. as you would call them, aromatics. Aromatics, Spices yes. Uh, and yes. things. What's the difference in your your understanding between a broth and a stock? A stock is like a thinner, I think, so you can add it to soups and stuff. A, a broth, I think, maybe more concentrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and tell tell the audience why we are liking bone broth. Well, it apparently cooks down to such a point where it's like a gelatinous substance, and then you can you can actually freeze it and use some of it in homemade soup and in other things but it's supposed to be just really there body was building. body building body building mm -hmm. and Lynn said there was someone who was ill who who ate some of that and just felt a lot better mm -hmm. and you said hey you had read or heard that it's a great way to lose weight. Wonderful way to lose weight, according to the Dr. Oz show. And I happened to I, I, I tune into it because I love a lot of his stuff that he talks about. And the reason I tuned into this one, I love flavors. Mm -hmm. And you can pour this wonderful broth over a quinoa or yeah. put it in soups or stews. It's, it's just good poured over casseroles. I can't wait to try it. It turns all the bones into a total concentrated gelatinous material. And then uh, I gather there's still something to remove and throw out. Do you well, we think? won't know until we, we try won't it. Do we try it? Now, I have a turkey carcass, and I, may, I, I looked it up. I saw uh, people doing it with chicken, turkey, and beef. I mean, not at the same time, but recipes for yep. all three. Yep. So, and you can even yeah. do fish bones. Now, can you imagine how many fish oh, bones it would take goodness. to do, do a wow. broth for fish bones? Now, I called the uh, meat counter at our local store, and then he didn't bat an eye. They said, sure. Uh, well, they may have batted an ear. <laughs> 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 didn't actually see him, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they said, oh, yeah, we have bones all wrapped up. You just come and, you know, get them. Yes, you can go and get uh, from the meat department. You yep. can ask for soup bones. Mm -hmm. I knew that. And sometimes they'll give it to you with a little bit of vegetable, like carrots and some dill. And they'll give you a package. But this sounds like it's even more so. And I know years ago, um, did you ever hear of the place called Fuddruckers? Oh, it I almost used to eat dirty. at Fuddruckers. I used to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And they had, a, you could get a bag of bones for your dog, but I think you could use those to make soup. 
because mm-hmm. it's all the marrow that's cooking too. Have you ever heard of Cheeburger Cheeburger? No, no. Cheeburger Cheeburger is a really <laughs> cool place. You can go in there and everything is, I don't know, it's kind of like the 50s. They have like maybe 60 or more different flavors of different like milkshakes. And you can mix and match and they'll have a shake of the day like salted oh. caramel or something. And you can you can say, okay, I mean, I think I got one with malt and heath and caramel and, you know, I don't know what else I added, but... And Miss Des got one that had, I don't know, several different things, including some fruits, because they all have like mango and, you know, kiwi and all kinds of stuff they'll put in these shakes. But then they have, like, I think the half pound is the semi-serious burger. And they have a billion different toppings you can choose from to put on these burgers. But the, the serious one is a pound. And if you eat that, they'll take a picture of you and put it on the wall. I couldn't do it. Larry used to do it in really? Orlando. Larry Turnbull? Yep. You mean our distinguished to Larry our Turnbull? Dis- <laughs> yes, indeed. He did it a number of times. He and our friend Lou oh, would no. go in there and do that, and they'd get their pictures on the wall. <laughs> I just couldn't. I never could eat that much meat. I can't even eat the half pound. I have to go for yeah. like the third of a pound. So there's this place here called Stone Cold Creamery. Yes, I've been there too. Okay, well, here's my favorite Sunday, and I'll, I will always remember it. I hope I can get another one. And it was mint ice cream with Kit Kat bits. Oh. oh. Gosh, now, um, yeah. I know Des loves Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. And yep. I do too. And with mint... I, I was in heaven. Uh, that, remember, not everybody likes all the same stuff. However, it was just... Oh, it was, was great, great, huh? Oh, yeah. To me, it was just as good as bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, we're looking forward to talking to you more about bone broth and making bone broth. And we'll keep you... Oh, now, remember, we're not doctors or anything. However, we're just trying new things. So do we both want to make it this week coming up? Well, I, I don't know if I will be able to get to a, um, okay. a a store, but you know what we what we may do is we'll we'll just make a we'll create our bits and paste them together and give yeah. you the results, audience, mm-hmm. and you can hear how we fared on bone broth. Yeah, so this show is going to be really good because you have a demo. I do. Yeah. I I mean, I do, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brian is doing Spanish rice. I love Spanish rice. Well, there you go. He did say later on in the week that a little less of the hot sauce, and I forgot the name of what it was he used, but a little less of that. Was it it Frank's by any chance? No, uh, it was something else, I think. He's going to try to get a lot more uh, things made. Thank you for your voicemails. Thank you for your emails and tweets. And and we uh, will be giving you another phone number soon. Our K7 is going away that mm-hmm. has given us our voicemail. And we have another month before they're gone. But we're going to try to get this new number in place for next week so we can start to transition to it. 
Yes, and thank you for using the K7 number. We really love your voicemails and your, you know, everything. You know, I even heard of people downloading our shows while they were in conferences. Now, that's oh, pretty loyal. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> pretty yeah, loyal. a little food for thought. <laughs> I guess. So thanks for all that. and Thanks um, for subscribing. And thanks supporting. For... Oh, wow, we just... Thanks for your mistakes, your stories, everything. Yeah, we just love it. I mean, we do. We really feel that this show, uh, you know, reflects you, the audience. I mean, because it keeps us going. And should we do a quick sound bite? Oh, and I have one. Do you have one? I do it, but go ahead with yours, and then I'll put mine in next week. Okay. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, what I remembered as I was talking with Jason uh, the other night on the phone, he was peeling eggs and having a hard time. And so I reminded him that if you crack them and then you peel them underwater, under cold water, oh, yeah. they will peel more easily. Peel and popping, they will peel more easily. And the other thing is the fresher the eggs, the harder to peel the ones that are not quite as fresh will peel more easily in, you know, you can get like whole strips of eggshell off more easily when they're not as fresh. Mm -hmm. Interesting, huh? It very is. It very much so is. then he yeah. tried it and sure enough, it became easier. Cool. Yep. But nothing better than a happy Jason. I always <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say nothing better than a hard-boiled egg. No, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't as, say that. As That's everybody true. in the audience probably knows by now, I'm not an I egg fan. Well, I'm not one that can stand to eat just a hard-boiled egg anyway, like oh. even with salt. Oh, okay. No, I can eat it with mayo and other things, mm. but oh, no. Yeah, well, that's, you know, <laughs> well... I'd rather chew on a bone from bone broth. <laughs> so. And now here's Brian with another recipe for us. Purpose of my being in the kitchen right now, I've got food TV going on in the background in the living room. I'm home ill today. That is, I've got a bad leg, so I'm taking a day or two off from work till the swelling goes down. But today I'm going to be making fajitas for dinner, but I have to prep up and also make some Spanish rice. So I've got a yellow onion here. It could be yellow, could be white. I cut off the blossom end and the stem end, cut the remaining in half, end to end or pole to pole, and then peeled off the outer skin, leaving just the moister inner layers of the onion. And now I've got the two halves of them laid face down with the stem end toward me and I'm holding my standard chef's knife, a very, very nice one, uh, crossways to my body and slicing across to create a series of three slices, cutting that in fourths. Now I'm going to stand edgewise onto my board and I've turned the onion in the same direction as myself and now I'm going to cut the remaining thing into dice with a nice sharp knife. That takes nothing to do. So that first half of onion is done. Pull forward the second half and repeat that same process. Slice it into 
four parts by putting three slices through it. Turn it at an angle and do the reverse, turning it into dice. And one onion is now completely diced. Now to go along with that onion that I'm going to be putting in to a pan with some olive oil, let's turn the stove on. I have, oh, I'd say it's a two-quart sauce pot on the front burner. Turn the burner on medium-high. Turn the Lazy Susan over here, reaching in for a bit of oil. I'm going to use some California, California olive oil here. And I'm not going to measure how much to put in there. I'm just going to put in a couple of glugs. That's two glugs of oil. And let that heat up for a moment. Put that back in the cupboard. And while that's heating up, I kind of rotate the pan around on the burner to try to get the oil to coat the bottom. And not much more than that. I'm going to reach for one of my favorite tools over here next to the knife box, and that is a bench scraper. It's a square of metal, sheet, sheet metal, with a plastic handle along the top edge that will allow me, oops, piece of onion skin got in the wrong place there, to scoop up part of that onion onto the blade, lift it up, and carry that from my cutting board. I have a very small kitchen over to the pot and drop that in the first load. It's going to take me two or three because it was a fairly large onion. In goes the second scoopful. The olive oil is starting to smell fragrant already. And then the last third scoop off the cutting board and over to the pot. Makes very short work of doing that with virtually no waste. Now I'm going to need to get some rice, because this is Spanish rice after all. Open my canister here, reach in, get a scoop of long grain rice. This is that Carolina long grain rice that is very common in grocery stores. Put it into my sieve and run water over it. Rinse it till it rinses clear. Now that's one of those cited instructions. You rinse it till you think that you've rinsed all the external starch off of it, not hurting the rice in any way, shape, or form. I'd say that's enough. I'll just let that sit here in the sink and drain for a minute. Come back over to my pot. Probably can hear the sizzle already. So I better get my I'll turn on the stove top fan. Because there's something on there. Okay. And give those onions a stir. With a this is a bamboo spatula. Good for chopping down on things in a pot like this. And then I'll reach to the back of my stove where I keep a pepper grinder. Give it a few grains of pepper. And I see somebody swiped the salt from back there. So I'm going to have to dash to the other end of the kitchen, into the dining room, reach onto the lazy Susan to see that the person who was too lazy to fill the regular salt shaker 
left the kitchen salt salt bleh, salt shaker over there and back to my onions. Give a few shakes of salt into the pot. That'll help the onions sweat. And there comes the second. Sighted people always say, cook till translucent. Well, I cook until they're fragrant and that they no longer feel crunchy, if you will, under the blade of my bamboo stirring spatula. Sorry about the fan, but if you don't do that, it takes very little smoke in this house before it sends off, sets off the uh, smoke alarm. And I think you'd rather have the fan noise in the background than that other noise. Let's see. Off to the pantry because I need a can of tomato sauce. I try to keep two size cans of tomato sauce around the house. And I'm pretty sure when I was out here earlier, I saw there was only one size of tomato sauce. So all I have to use it. There we are. Everything in the pantry is organized by what it is, you know, like with like. So tomato sauce with tomato sauce, tomato uh, or diced tomatoes or stewed tomatoes with them. They're all labeled in Braille as we put them away. We do have the technology necessary to scan, but it takes so long. If every time you want to reach for a can, you have to scan half a dozen cans. So we scan to determine what it is, label it in Braille with peel and stick clear labels that we get by the thousand on a roll kind of thing. We need more stir to the pot here. And uh, now, so I'm going to be using several cans for things. I better grab a can opener. I only have two drawers in my entire kitchen. One's the silverware and one's the everything else drawer. And a decision was made some time ago that the everything else drawer had so many things in it that things that are needful on a regular basis like a can opener, uh, would remain in the silverware drawer rather than the everything drawer. Go figure. So let me open this can of tomato sauce so it stands ready for me. That didn't work too well, did it? Let's try it. There we go. Get the edge. The can doesn't want to turn as I turn the handle, drawing the blade through the lip of the can. Yep, it's right off the edge. Keep going, try again, Brian. There we go. Now, whoa, now it thinks it knows exactly what it's doing. There we go. Okay. Set that in the sink. That is the can opener. Come back to my onions. We're continuing to saute here. Oh, those smell good. And I'm going to turn it down just a bit. And say so I've got my onions there, I got my rice there, tomato sauce there. I'm going to need to 
make them make it Spanish rice, you understand. So under those circumstances, I'm going to look at my cupboard up here for seasoning. So that says mild taco, which works just fine for this purpose. I buy all of my spices from a place called Penzi's Mayoral Order, and that works pretty well. Onions another store. Not quite ready for step two. So I'm going to open another can here. That is a can of green chilies. This will strictly add flavor to the pot, not a, any heat to it. That way, Vicky, who is a very mild food eater, will eat it. If it were up to Kim and I, everything would be fiery, I think. So let's see if the can opener is going to do this properly. And, hey, I'm living a blessed life. That works the first time. The other kind of chili I have out here is chipotle. Now those are powerful smoked jalapenos that are usually canned, and in this case they were, in adobo sauce, which is a spicy sauce. And once I use one, I put the rest in a snap-on plastic container and put them in the refrigerator, so I have those out here. Get my hands off so I don't accidentally touch myself and or scratch myself and get a jalapeno burn from it. Grab a towel from the handle of the refrigerator, toss it over my shoulder, and back to the pot we are. Give it a stir. Okay, I think the time has come now. Those have softened quite a bit. They're not by any means browned at this point. And speaking of browning, that's kind of what I'm going to do next. Not browning, but I'm now going to add that rinsed rice to the pot. Put all of that in there. Turn off that fan so you can hear a little more sizzle. There. Now you hear just the pot and not the exhaust fan. And let's give that a stir. It's now with the onions. The idea here is to coat all the rice with a bit of the oil that we put in there to begin with and of course the flavor of the onion. Give that a stir. And that will help when the whole thing is done for the grains of rice to be separate and fluffy rather than sticky in one big mass. So let's let that saute a bit longer. When it stops sizzling so much, I'll know that it's ready for the next step. Now I put in a cup and a half of rice. So now I want to use roughly two to one, I do a little less than two to one, of water to that we found in there earlier of the uh, rice. 
So a cup and a half becomes three of water, slightly less than that. So I'm going to reach over here for a second. Give my pot another stir. Don't want anything burning here. Now I'm going to take that can of tomato sauce, which I left over here. I'm going to pour a cup and a half of that into a measuring cup. There we go. And I'm going to carefully squire that over my pot of rice and pour it in. And that worked nicely. Back to the sink I go, and this time I want water. Oh, sorry, 50-50 mix of water and tomato sauce. The pot's starting to sizzle, and I'm smelling the tomato. the water. Just a little more tomato sauce, maybe. Since I have it here anyway, I might as well use it. As long as it doesn't make things mushy. And there we go. So, rinse my hands off again. I'm a constant hand washer while I cook. So, let's reach over here. Give that a stir. There we go. good water to, or wet to rice. Now remember I opened that can of green chilies. Got the lid in the sink. And then add the chilies to the pot. Splat. Yeah, that's very graceful. In you go. Squeegee out any bits and pieces here. So that's there. Again, quick rinse. And again, back to the pot. Give it another stir. Okay. Now, let me see if I can get any adobo sauce out of those chipotles. Again, I would use chipotle itself if it wouldn't be too hot for Vicky, but I'm pretty confident it would be. So just a little bit squeeze of adobo in there. Back to the rinsing. Every time you hear that against the uh, on the microphone, that's my towel over my shoulder, apparently rubbing up against the microphone. Okay, we have one last thing to do before we put the lid on it and turn it down. And that's add some of that taco seasoning over here. Again, it's in a Tupperware resealable shaker on one end and... Uh, spoon measuring on the other 
with a braille label slapped on the side. Let's just sprinkle some in because I don't think without adobo and those chilies we need that much. Taco season, there we go. Okay, that's that. One last stir. this at this moment that I remember I didn't get the lid for the pot out over here so which one is the right lid I think it is this one let's see if I'm right first time out all the lids different sizes you know perfect got it the first time and now turn it way down just lowest possible simmer and that will sit there for a little while. Check the time. 4.23 p.m. 4.23, so I'm way ahead of schedule. Family won't be home for an hour yet, but that's something I like to get done in advance since I have a lot more prep to do relative to the dinner of fajitas and Spanish rice. Next, yours truly steps in for another presentation with a pressure cooker, this time turkey breast. Listen really carefully. You'll hear me drop a plate. You won't want to miss this one. See, even mistakes happen to us here on the Hazelnuts. Hello, everybody. Today we're going to pressure cook a turkey breast, and we're going to take it right from the start. I have unwrapped the seven-pound turkey breast. I have de-skinned the breast. By just cutting around the skin a little bit and then just pulling it back with my hand and taking it right off. Very simple procedure. And now I'm going to turn on the browning portion of the pressure cooker because we have to brown it on all sides first. Alright, so we will hit the browning cycle. And that little click means that the browning cycle has turned on. So we wait a few minutes. And I'm going to set the phone right down here on the island. We're recording with Drop Vox with a V. And I'm going to set the phone down right here so that I can continue recording. And the turkey breast right now is sitting on a plate. And it is seasoned with, what do we use to season with? Seasoned salt and pepper. Seasoned salt and pepper, all right. Got it with you, all right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's a heavy turkey breast, guys. Um, Joe's pot? Yep, sit on the table here. Now, by me, beside me, I have rosemary, thyme, and sage, and we're going to put that on the turkey breast after it has been browned put and yep yeah, we just put it in the liquid and the pressure cooker pot has been coated with a little bit of olive oil and we're just waiting for it to heat up 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the first time that I've ever used a cooking rack. Now, those of you who have a hot air fryer, the rack, in this case, in my round pressure cooker, will fit right into the pressure cooker. And I'm going to set that on the rack after it is browned while we're doing the pressure process. This way, it will not pressurize in its own liquid and I think we're going to have a firmer turkey breast. Mm -mm. No, I think it's up in the cupboard. It's in a, it's in one of those great big spice jars, isn't it? Uh, no, you put it there? Or? No, it, it's not one of those Tony spice jars? Spice bottles, the big like the yeah. season salt comes in? Yeah, but um, I, I, well, I saw two bottles. One was seasoned salt, and I don't know what the other one is up there. I thought it was sage. Is this sage? Can you sniff it? Uh, yeah, I can sniff it. No, it is not sage. Okay. It's not sage. The hardest part of this procedure for me is the waiting of the browning element to heat up so we get a nice sear on the turkey breast. I keep thinking how good it's going to taste. Alongside of it we're going to do some quinoa mixed with some turkey drippings and uh, we're going to eat that as a side dish with the celery onions and, that are cooked. Okay, You found sage? Yeah. I'll, I'll take it over here. Thanks. Where was it? Up there. That's sage. Yes, you must have put it up there. I must have not realized it. Okay. I took out chicken broth. Do you know where it ended up? Mm-mm. Okay. I just heard one little tick of the olive oil. That means that it is heating. <coughs> and we're using this real time. We're recording this real time just to show you how long it takes to uh, get the browning procedure set up. Opening some chicken broth. That will go in as a liquid because in pressure cooking you do have to add liquid of some type. I've seen several recipes use chicken broth. More, more, more noise coming on on the oil here. Uh, and a can of tomatoes or tomato sauce. I've never used tomato sauce with browning a turkey. My, uh, with pressure cooking a turkey, it might be good. Nah. But I don't, I don't want to use that. Okay, else I don't think so. Now the reason that I don't use a pan to brown it is I could, but ah, I just hate to use another pan, a pan to get everything messed up. I'll try to cook as, without messing up as many dishes, without using up extra dishes. And besides, I don't mind. Okay, it's ready. So, into the
pressure cooker it goes. A quick flip. And she's browning. And it's browning. I'm gonna go wash my hands. Oh, it's, it's smelling good already, believe it or not. Now that extra beat means that I have to watch the browning cycle. Because right now it's going down in temperature, so in about two minutes I have to start the browning process over again. They want they don't want you to cook with too hot of an element because they don't want you to burn your food. So if it were left on I suppose that the pressure cooker could become become damaged or something else could. Um, so they want you to be very careful of the heat that's being used. So what I'm going to be doing is turning this over and browning on all sides. To make sure everything is evenly browned. Now in a few minutes I'll start the browning process over again just to keep the temperature going. Let me try it now. Okay that long beat means nope you're trying it too soon. The pressure is the browning element is hot enough and it won't let you turn it back on. Usually it's a couple of minutes You can hear it browning. Nope, it's still airing. It's we still have an air. What they also say is when the Okay, let me start it again here. There. That little click means the browning element has turned on. On my old pressure cooker, the browning element would last about 10 minutes. This one, you have to turn on about every five minutes to keep the browning heating going.
so another cycle on this side and then I will put it on us on the other side and brown it that that way and then I will get the edges so everything is nicely browned I really take careful, I really, as I'm doing these demonstrations, I really try to, I really pay attention to how I'm holding the phone. <laughs> I don't want the phone to drop into the pressure cooker here. What I'll do is I will record until I flip it over. I won't record each side browning because you get the idea. Just flip and brown. And once the browning is done, I'll come back, show you how to add the vegetables and the liquid and put it on pressure. And then I will do some various recordings through the process so you get an idea just how long it takes. This is a seven pound turkey breast, so it will be about. Ah. What dropped the plate? I'll show you what this sounds like. You can hear it start to brown. It actually has a different sound. All right, I'm going to flip this over. And I am just finishing off the browning process. I'm going to pull the turkey breast out and I'm going to put it on a plate. It's going to be seasoned and then the liquid is put into the pressure cooker and then we'll start the pressuring process. Sounds like a lot of work. That's because it is. Alright, I'm going to pick the turkey breast up. Uh, I'm going to pick it up with uh, one hand, because I can, put a plate underneath it, and it's out, and I'm going to flip it over, oh, it's perfectly browned, oh yes, and we're going to start to season it, vegetables are in, and you can hear them sautéing a little bit in the turkey drippings, which are, there are not many of them, because remember the skin's off, so I'm going to reach over and pick up the little ramekin where the spices are. Okay, the broth has been put in. Water is going in next to make up for the liquid you want about two cups of liquid to build pressure. I find that if you do a little less, sometimes that will not pressurize. In goes the water. All right. 
Okay, the trivet is going in. Well, the actual cooking rack. <laughs> Rest is going to go right on top of the trivet. Okay, cover going down. Lock it. Now, I have a special rhythm that I use to count my tens and the reason is that I for me it's just a little faster and the rhythm I use for ten is da 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 that's ten da 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 but only slower da 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 and it sounds funny but it for me it works and however you do it you can count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten my method, I da 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 It sounds weird, and it's probably a little crazy, but, well, don't judge me, all right? <laughs> all right, so we're going to, we're going to uh, hit start, hit display, and we're going to count. One, two, three, four, five, thirty-five, and start. And the pressure will come up, and I'll be back to show you what it sounds like when it's building pressure, when it locks and is pressurized completely, and we'll go from there. Pressure is starting to rise really quickly and that's because the turkey breast is warm. I'm going to let you hear just a little bit on the pressure as it's building. So we'll wait just a few more minutes and it should be up and going and pressurized. Every time I work with a pressure cooker I always think of how amazingly good things turn out in there. The toughest time, I think, is waiting for the pressure to build because you know it's going to be good. Interesting. The valve, I just realized, it sounded different and the valve is already up. So we're just waiting for the pressure to come up to 15 PSI. Remember, we've used that term before, pounds per square inch. And when it does, 35 minutes will go by. And then, there, pressure has just been established. And you can hear it. That's all the noise it makes. All right, so what will happen next is cooking for 35 minutes. And then let the pressure out and we'll have a cooked turkey breast cooked to perfection. And we are about ready to hear the tones of the pressure cooker come we're about ready to hear the beep for the pressure cooker. It's going to stop pressurizing.
Alright, and I'm going to let the pressure come down for 10 minutes, and I'll be back, and you can hear the pressure released. And you may even hear me take a little sample. We're going to let out the pressure now, because 10 minutes have gone by. If I didn't, the turkey probably would just fall apart. Letting out the pressure, I'm going to turn the valve very slowly with my hands. And if you don't touch the top of the valve, you won't get burned. I'm letting it out really slowly, because if I, I can feel a little bit of mist, and that's from all the pressure that's built up. If I let it out too fast, it'll spray mist all over and get everything full of turkey drippings, and we gotta be careful of that. Alright, now you're starting to not hear so much mist. Opening the valve a little more. I'm going to attempt to open it all the way. And you heard a little bit of mist, not much. And the pressure is coming down gradually. Sounds like it's just about done. And this is real time, by the way. I hear that little click? That's a valve dropping down. Alright, now all I have to do is turn the cover and it will unlock. I'll try that again just so you hear the full locking and unlocking, I mean. Alright, we're going to raise it. Oh! <laughs> Listen to it, to it boil. All right, I gotta be careful with the phone. I don't want too much steam to get in there. All right. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's uh, it's not falling to pieces by any means, but it's very hot. It's so hot that I cannot even attempt to touch it. I can pull just a little sample off of it just to get a taste. All right, I have it in my hand, a little sample. Terry, you want a sample of it? No? 
Let's see how it tastes. <laughs> oh man, it's good. Turkey. Done in the pressure cooker. Another success. Hope you enjoyed this demonstration. My name is Crystal, my nickname is Rocky, and all my friends uh, told me about you guys for checking out your shows, and I love every one of them. I download every one I see. I enjoy it, and I heard about the air fryer. Man, I want one of those. I wonder how safe they are. Anyway, uh, I just want you to know that I really appreciate you guys' shows. Y'all are amazing. A little bit of a recipe for y'all. Now, I didn't measure when I did this, but I've made this salad for years. And some people would call it a chef salad, but I call it a nutta salad. Nutta, which means it's not exactly a salad, but it's a little concoction. I take and I boil some eggs. I boil quite a few because I love mine pretty eggy. So I boil quite a few eggs there, uh, three, four, five, and put them in a the bowl. And then I take pepperoni, warm it up in the microwave, put it in the bowl, sprinkle some uh, shredded cheese, usually cheddar, all over. Sometimes I put little pieces of tortilla chip in there. Bacon bits. I mix all that up together and put a little bit of blue cheese dressing right over top of it. Oh, good stuff. Not exactly the healthiest thing, because I know some people like the healthier side of things. And you can always make it healthier by putting uh, lettuce and tomato and all that. I don't, because of the fact that I just like it the way it is, but you can do that. My brother does put lettuce and tomato and cucumber and pickles and all kinds of stuff all over his, but... I don't always do that because when I when I make it for other people I do, but when I make it for myself I don't. I just wanted to tell you that little recipe. Keep on cooking. Is the air fryer pretty much safe uh, when you're picking stuff up out of the air fryer? Is it pretty safe or can you get burnt pretty bad on it? Just curiosity because I thought about saving up for one of them little babies. And Laura, I loved it when you poured that glass of wine. That was cool. <laughs> Keep on cooking, y'all. Well, this brings us to a close of another Cooking with Hazelnuts. Okay, guys, take care. Take care. We'll see you soon. Yeah, so happy cooking. Happy cooking. Have fun. Oh, and to answer your question, Rocky, the air fryer is perfectly safe for a low-vision or blind person to use. Just use common sense. If you need some assistance, ask for it. I'm sure someone will be glad to help you until you get used to using it. 